Hey, 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 here we go. Hey, another week. Another week, another week. So, um, so we're kind of in a, a, a five-part series um, that we, we, did, uh, we did one last week. Kind of this uh, from to, yeah. right? Uh, how do we go? A journey. A journey. Kind of journey perspective. How do we go from to something, right? And so this week we're talking about um, how to really go from... A small town girl living in a loving. <laughs> Don't do. We get kicked off YouTube oh, for that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> go from self-centered to Christ-centered, right? So, uh, in 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 your faith journey, um, last week we talked about how to go from enemies of God to friends of God. Yep. And now, really, what we're looking at is how to how to instead of looking at everything about me, 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 and what are my needs, instead looking at trying to be more Christ-centered. And uh, it's really about desire, right? right? Is what it boils down to. Um, going from desiring things for yourself because that's what you want to desiring what God wants for you. Correct. Which is yep. which is ultimately a better, wiser decision than what you want for you. Yeah. Um, so wait, I got the first question coming at you hot. Well, I was okay. Get ready. What is something that you really wanted as a kid? As a kid? As a kid. Um, I was into uh, personal cutlery. Oh, okay. I Pocket knives? E- all of them. A- anything with a anything sharp Anything with a sharp... Well, shoot, it didn't even have to be sharp. Like katana sword? Oh, man. Throwing stars? Oh, that would have been. <laughs> so, yeah. Um the throwing the thro- the the knife that you not only can cut with but you can throw yeah and stick into something oh yeah 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 uh, so it, like those those um, businesses now where you can go and they got like axe throwing where you can throw yeah. axes if they had that when you were a kid that'd be all your birthday party over it yeah i would have been yeah. all over it that's cool that's cool i i remember i remember this um so, uh, kids, uh, back in the day, back in my day, okay, you used to have um, catalogs, right? That mail the catalogs. Sears catalog, yeah, Sears catalog or whatever. Not a sponsor. Um, not a sponsor. Not even a business. Probably anymore. shouldn't be. Um, the the they still do. Amazon sends them out now. For Isn't the that kids. crazy? Yeah. Amazon now sends out the. Sears the wish book the wish book yeah and the kids love it I mean well, they go through it because and they circle whole... the things that they want and then they you know you, you know it's great so it, that bring that brought me back to my childhood well anyway we had this one book it was like a mail order it wasn't like a company that you would know that you could walk into the store right um, so you had to like write down what you wanted put it in an envelope with a check right and yeah. then mail it off yeah. and then hopefully in like a month you get this package anyway so there was something on it that i really wanted and it was like a detective set right oh yeah it was like a like a you know a little magnifying glass the dust for the fingerprints the fingerprint and the dust to oh, lift it. yes dude mm. yeah all that stuff right so did you ever get it um no oh i had one um we did get one that was similar but not the one that was in the the catalog um uh, and and so and actually my brother got it, which was like really kind of messed up because it's I mean he probably wanted it too, but like me and I for years this I like wanted this thing you know anyway so yeah that's 
Never got it. Never got it. Never got it. Man, I wanted uh um We're talking uh we're talking parenting fails this morning. Uh I let my <laughs> I let my when the when the guy at the gas station um generously offered uh, uh complimentary sodas <laughs> to the boys. I let my nine year old he's almost ten, but uh for being accurate, he's nine. Um nine and three quarters. Yeah. Well he'll be he'll be ten this month. Uh but uh I said yeah, it was the big thirty two ounce fountain drink things like oh, yeah. he's like yeah just sorry about the you know sorry about the you know the pizza steak it's so long just you know grab a soda yeah that's nice of him yeah and uh so kid says hey can i get mountain dew i said like, yeah sure man whatever <laughs> so <laughs> it's a 32 ounce <laughs> mountain <laughs> dew right like like total oh, parenting yeah. parenting fail there yeah. um well anyway when i was eight so younger than him um, I wanted a machete. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like a machete, like a like, like a nice. Oh like yeah, kid size machete. No, or like an adult size. Yes. Machete? Okay. Like uh, whacking down some bushes. What was the, the movie? What was the movie? Uh, Romancing the Stone. Oh, right. Mm -hmm, With mm -hmm. uh, what was his name? Mm -hmm, can't remember. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he had machete in that. You know, mm -hmm. like whacking through the jungle. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had. We had some some wooded acreage on our where we grew up, and man, I just wanted to be out there whacking through the <laughs> just whacking through the jungle, yeah. right? Um, I love it, you know. And really, the old uh, machete doesn't uh, doesn't clear like oak timber <laughs> like it would like a giant oak tree. You know, it doesn't it doesn't go through hick it doesn't go through hickory. Yeah. Like yeah. like it would maybe like a fast growing vine uh, jungle foliage. Yeah. Yeah. Um the old slower growth creates a harder wood. Uh but anyway, for my eighth birthday, oh I got one. You got a machete? Yeah. Oh my gosh. How about that? That's cool. Eat your heart out, kids. Dude, tell you what. It was awesome. Came with a sheath. Wore it around my waist. Well, yeah, you have to have a sheath. The military sheath with the with the double oh, holes all the way mm -hmm, around. Mm -hmm. Had the canteen holder on the other side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I I got a slingshot when I was ten, and um, we at one point we lived in um, Dallas, and uh, they had uh, uh, pecan trees everywhere. I love pecans. Yeah. No, like like love. I love, love pecans. I love pecan pie. I say, and I say a pecan because it's pecan. I do too because pecan. it drives my kids nuts. It drives my wife nuts. Yeah, it's like pecan. Um, so I, you know, I, I would have I had the, one of those um, military the like, belt. belt with yeah. the pocket. Yeah, loaded up with pecans. Yeah, get my slingshot, just shoot it at trees and um, all kinds of stuff. I, you... I was always told never to never to shoot an animal like a bird. What never if, did? But what about a squirrel? Like. Technically, you're feeding him. You could argue. You, you just you like rapid that. fire, like sharing your pecans yeah. with squirrels. Uh, we did have an armadillo come around once, shot him with it. He's it was armored. okay. Um, yeah, because it's armored and they're like really big pests, man. They're like really. They're, but more importantly, he's armored. He's armored. Uh, my dad shot it with a shotgun. It jumped like eight feet in the air, then just ran off. 
Like even the even the shotgun didn't like pierce that armor. You want to know a little known fact about armadillos? Yeah, leprosy. They have it. They have leprosy. Mm-hmm. Well, they Carry spread it. it. They're a, they're carrier. Major major carrier. Ugh, of it. Good thing I don't want to touch them. Mm-hmm. Um, because so, of their low body temperature. So, obviously, we talked about stuff like our desires as a kid, right? Um, but that stuff changes over time, right? Like I don't want a detective set now. You know, with a little little tape and stuff like that. And I still have my machete. <laughs> I bet you kind do. of razor's edge on um, that baby. You know, so our desire changes, right? Um, so what would you say? You know, not not to get too deep and personal, but like, what are some of the desires you think uh, as a as a, a maturing individual or well matured individual? What do you think we? You know, obviously that changes into what. Um, food security, making sure we have plenty of stuff to eat, you know, having a house, you know, clothes and. Yeah. And I think probably personality, uh, personality gets into it too. You know, you have more, um, you know, we're all different folks and I don't think, I don't think you necessarily mature from being like a short-term thinker to a long-term thinker, Mm. right? Um, I think somebody who has a more propensity towards um, securities like um, not hoarding, but building up enough and then some and then a little bit more. And then, then, and yeah, then some it's extra. Never, it's never enough. You know, yeah, no, but they're probably the you're they're probably the same responsible folks that separated and sorted their Halloween candy and prioritized it and decided which ones they were gonna last longer and you know and yeah. not necessarily Yeah, I don't know who that would be. Right? That's totally me. I know. I'm yeah. see what I'm saying? I don't know that I would think um I think it's we associate that we associate that with maturity, but I think it's probably some of that's probably some some skills you've had. Well, I, no, I would agree with that, but I, w- I would say the difference is when you're eight or nine and you think about you think about what you want now or the next week. You don't think about, you know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to get uh, my 11 year old to like invest, like if she gets a hundred dollars for Christmas, you know, across all the things, then spend part of it, save part of it and donate or give to others part of it. Right. Um, and and the the percentage you know like a th- you you could say a third a third a third or whatever right well you pick up the percentage but I'm trying to teach them to and actually all my kids except for the littlest because you won't understand but how do you how do you you got this money how do you spend some on what you want how do you save some not to spend it on what you mm-hmm. want later you know what I mean like how do you save some and then how do you you know and so like I got her a um, a, a stock market account. Right, like a upma, you know, or whatever. So, so she, you know, she takes some of the money and she gives it to me, and then within my 
guidance of not letting her buy really bad stock, uh, will buy stock for her, you know, within her choice and trying to get her to understand, like, you don't, you don't, you're not buying the stock for it to go up in two weeks and then sell it. And then you made money. Like this is stock that when you're 40 or 50, you'll still have. Right. So think about companies like that. Right. Um, and that's like a foreign concept to her. Yeah. It's a foreign concept to me. Keith. <laughs> well, no, I mean, she's in like a stock market club at school and you know, their, their goal is, you know, they got like fake money, right. It's all in this fake, you know, kind of thing, but it's the real stock market up and down. It's just fake money. Right. Um, they call it a paper account. Well, anyway, so we got like $10,000 and then they buy a stock and then they watch the performance and she's like, yeah, we, we bought Coke and, or no, maybe it's PepsiCo. Anyway. And it wasn't like two weeks later, it wasn't doing it. So we sold it. I'm like, I'm like, nothing's doing really good. So like, I don't know what you, what, what did you expect? You know? Uh, and the actual, the smart kids in the class are the kids that haven't bought anything yet. They're just sitting on that 10 K <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm tr- like trying to get her to understand, like, it's not about, it's not about at her age, you know, like it's about saving some of that money for when you're this age, you can't fathom, you know, like, I mean, imagine your parents being like, you should save money for when you're our age. You're like, it's going to take forever to get there. You know, like all these things I want first. Right. Um, so anyways, I think, I think some of it's that like we, as you, as you mature, you have the ability to kind of save for retirement and well, hopefully most people are doing that. Um, but you have, you know, the ability to say, oh, I need a new car in like three or four years. Maybe I should start saving instead of instant gratification on eating out, you know, tonight, maybe we should save some money for this car that we need. Right. Um, anyway, just my two cents. Yeah. I, I hear you, but maybe we're maybe the hard part for us is to not be the squirrel filling a tree full of nuts. Um, more nuts than we could ever possibly eat. More pecans more than pecans. possible. Um and kinda kinda modulate that uh that propensity yeah. to stash and store and hoard and um, yeah, store up right. Yeah, uh, it's a balance, right? Like, um, so um, you know, we 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 look at we look at our desire, right? And you know, to your point, it's you need well, get off food for a second, but you need clothes, right? You can't walk around naked, mm-hmm. so you need clothes. But do you need? 16 closets full of clothes. Do you need the same shirt in 12 different colors, right? Like, do you need 52 pairs of sneakers to walk around in, right? Like, so that's kind of your point, right? Like, you need a pair of shoes and maybe a couple pairs of shoes for different reasons, but do you need, and you may like shoes and that may be your thing. And so it's okay to have a couple different that match a couple different outfits, but like at some point you don't need a hundred pair of shoes. Right. Okay. I'm with you. Um, so, so how's that relate spiritually? Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the, I think that our spiritual 
maturity. Once I think learning to trust in God's providence, learning to trust in um, what God provides um, for our basic needs um, through means of others, um, willing to willing to trust that. Um, but not be complacent in our lives, but trust that God will provide. Um, the more we trust, the more we recognize God's providence, the more our spiritual maturity grows in a way that that naturally trusts God's providence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we live with less fear and worry and fretting yeah about the basics mm-hmm. um and that frees up that frees us it's liberating i think that's the spiritual the maturity of the spiritual journey of um so as we you know get steer back to the topic of when we trust in God's providence for ourselves, we start looking out for uh, the needs of others and we become, we align ourselves with God's heart and will and we become um, his tool for providing for others. We can be, we can delight in, we can delight in the joys of God's heart and um, sharing and being a part of others' lives and um, giving and helping um, and be be part of of God's providence yes. to others. Yeah. So I think like I think I think you're 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 right there in terms of I think the big word that you used in there was worry. Right. Like, it's not that you should not care if you don't have food, right? It's, it's about the worry part of it, right? Um, and you only have so much time in the day, right? And so how much, uh, what, what Jesus said, um, how much, how much time have you gained from worry, right? Like, with all the, with all your worrying, how much time is that giving you in the day? Right, none. It's actually taking time from you. Yeah. Because you're you're worried, 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 worried. Your mind is focused on worry that you can't um, focus on what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And that worries inward. It's right. not outward. Right. Right. And so I think the the point in a lot of these, and I think a lot of people get some of the stuff confused, like when Jesus talks about we're in what we eat and what we drink and what we wear. And then some people would be like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about, I don't, I don't even need to go to the grocery store, manna from heaven. Right. Like, like food's just going to come to me. Well, that's not what he means. Um, what he means is don't worry about it. Use that time and energy to do something else. Right. Which we would then say to be more like Christ. Right. And become a disciple like Christ. Um, I do like I, I do like that thought of um, 
you know, when you when you talked about providence, right? And really instead of instead of worrying about or thinking about your your providence the 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 road you want to go through the things you want to do right by freeing yourself up you're helping with god's providence at that point right so you're and that kind of um kind of goes back to last week when we talked about um an enemy of god versus a friend of god yeah right and that that journey of you know, and and I and I, I and I, and we talked about this in the in the prayer one that we did, right? Which is, I don't, I don't, I don't pray for things, right? Like your prayer isn't all supplication, right? It's not all. It's not all like, oh, um, you know, cure me of this cold because it sucks, right, or whatever, um, you know. And I I think that's what, I think that's what the the tough part. Is when people, when people think that praying for God to heal you per se of like whatever's going on, and then when you don't get healed, it's like, well, God's not listening to me, right? That's not what God wants. Like that's not what God wants you to do, right? So, um, yeah, I need, I need, like, I, I want to think of like. Personally, I just want to think about that a little bit more because I think that's like a very opening, you know, thought process. And I, I think back to my life and I think about moments when I was focused on me and the outcomes that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life really, I don't, I don't want to say didn't get better or wasn't any better, but it was definitely more challenging than the times that I stopped and I thought about. What is it that God would want me to do? Yeah, and I think a lot of times, too, you know, I think that's the spiritual maturity of when you find yourself in that situation of thinking about, well, this is the outcome I want. And then you're like, well, is that the outcome God wants? And then you can think, well, is that outcome, is that outcome going to benefit anyone other than me? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's lining... I think that's an easy litmus test with if you're if the outcome is beyond you is greater than you is um a much larger impact than your own personal life then there's a higher probability that you're lining up your desires with God's desires. Mm. Right? Yeah. And it's a pretty increased probability that you're being selfish and self-centered mm-hmm. if the thing you're desiring is strictly for your own personal <laughs> well, joy well, and gratification. Well, now wait a minute. What about the whole like, please God, let me win this lottery, right? Like, let me win a hundred million dollars. Think of all the good that I can do with a portion of that, right? Like, like that's the barter, the barter part of it, right? Where it's like, Yes, it would help me, but think about all the stuff I could do with it, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, as a side, um, yeah, no, I mean, I try I, that I like prayer that. with with one hundred percent. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> I will give away and see what happens. And see what happens. Probably nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that um, that's a pretty good litmus test. Uh, and not just like, not just yourself, but like your family too. Like, uh, I want this to happen because it's going to be good for me and my family, right? But is it is it good for the the community? Is it good for your neighbors? Is it good for someone else, right? Um, beyond beyond your immediate circle. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, so we're kind of using a disciple. You know, we're on this journey. These you know, des- journeys of disciples, right? And mm-hmm. we've. Um, our definition we're using is a disciple is committed to a process of transformation into the image of Christ. Wait for it for the sake of others. Right. And, you know, I think that's the last part of that definition. Um, that's the last part of that definition that often gets, gets missed. Mm-hmm. So in our, our journey, our discipleship journey, um, the what for, right? Like why, what are we transforming into Christ-likeness for? Mm-hmm. It's not for our own salvation. It's for the sake of others. Yeah. And that's... So this is, this is, this is... Um my personal view okay that i'm i'm kind of formulating um but i would also argue that if you're doing it to like i'm also doing this to to save the masses right like eh, oh no, i'm not talking really, I, know, I'm not I, know, talking. I know i know i know i know I'm, yeah. I'm, you and i are aligned but i just want to be clear like it's not becoming a disciple of Christ for the sake of others, because I'm going to also save this person. I'm going to save this person. I'm going to save this person. It's about, um, it's about changing your, your desires in life to, I think, have a better life so that you can then, you can then help others in the same path that you have gone down. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you look at, if you look at, um, like Buddhism, right. Buddhism is all about having no desire, right. It's like freeing yourself of any desire because having desire, bad things happen. Right. So no desire. Okay. If you, if you look at kind of this worldview, non, non secular worldview, it's get more stuff and then you can have whatever you desire, Right, like get make more money, make more of this, do more of this, and then you can do whatever you retire, and then you can do whatever you desire, right? Okay. So it's like two ends of the spectrum. No desire, give in to your desire, right? And Christianity is more in the middle. They're saying desire is okay. Desiring what desiring to do what God wants you to do is the path is the path, right? Um, desiring what you want is not the path, yeah, right? Because I guess what what you're saying then is, you know, desire is a powerful force. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful human force of of motivation, and aligning that with God um, is positive. Yeah, not 
aligning that with God is not only self-destructive, but not kingdom building, not um, not not drawing anyone near to God, not um, representing or living out a representation of a faithful life for others to um, for others to recognize a selfless service. Yeah. Uh, so I can get I can get um, I can get on board with that. Uh, and I think the I think the ultimate again my opinion the ultimate goal like if you could set a goal right um, you know you know we say on earth as it is in heaven right like we we want to make earth more like heaven where people people aren't you know lacking but also don't have this you know crazy personal desires right um and i would say that the goal of any christian would be to try to be a disciple of christ and and bring those those heavenly things to earth would that does that make sense yeah and i think you know going back to what you said earlier like i think some folks um you know, I think I believe most um, self-professing, um, you know, Christians around the around the world who who are striving to be disciples um, have these great have these great intentions, um, especially you know, evangelically. Mm. Um, you know what you're saying about save this person, save that. I think um, we can get misguided and folks mm. that think that. You know, no, actually, we, you and I, we can't save anyone. Right. Only yeah. Jesus can save. We can serve. Yeah. We can't save. Yep. And that is where where we can get off. We can get off base and start um, thinking um, we can do more than we can, mm. and then it gets beyond serving. Um. And if we change, our, if we if we get our context outside of serving others, um, I think I think that's where that's where we can get off track. Also, yeah. Well, I think that's a good spot to leave it. All right. Well, then here's our thought for the week. Thought for the week. Um, how would you answer the question then going forward? So we talked about when we were kids, like, what do you want, mm-hmm. right? And it was. So now, with a with a disciple of Christ mindset, with a Christian worldview, with a um, kingdom building, um, desiring the heart of God in mind, this week, think about what is it you want? Mm. What do you want, Keith? I don't know, man. That's going to be hard. I'll have to think about it. All right. All right. Catch you next week.